Third Shift presents The Imposter's Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Oh boy, oh boy. Welcome back to IG2G for another fantastic week. We got a lot of good stuff coming at you. I'm talking about speedruns. I'm talking about exploring space. My boy Eric, what do you think he's going to talk about? Well, it's either going to be Destiny or Horizon, one of the two. (laughs) And then we're going to take you back to the past with a lot of fun. Now let's check out what's on the store shelves for you guys. Top 5 Releases First up on the list, boys and girls, we've got Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. It was released June 30th for the PlayStation 4 exclusively, developed by Vicarious Visions. It is a remaster of not one, but three Crash Bandicoot games. You got Crash Bandicoot the original, you got Crash Bandicoot Cortex Strikes Back, and you've got Crash Bandicoot Warped. Completely remastered. If you have all the awesome nostalgic memories, for example, I grew up watching my buddy Shay play these games. I sat at his house for for hours on end watching him go through these games. So not only do I have that memory, but of course I've played most of them myself to some extent. I have a lot of memories of it, and I went through and I'm looking at this and just perfect. Every detail they've went back through, put everything you could imagine back in. They've got the graphics completely updated. Some of the visuals that were fuzzy back in the old one where you weren't sure what the heck was going on. All that's crystal clear now. So any mistakes you make, it's on you because the game shows you perfectly how to handle scenarios and what's going on at all times. Something they added this time around was you can play as Coco, which is Crash's sister. So, you know, if you want to get in touch with your feminine side and have a little different spin on the whole scenario. (laughs) Different spin on it because they got a spin attack. Oh, boy. I I slipped it. I wasn't even going to say nothing. (laughs) You can play as Coco, which is really cool. A lot of fun. Way to just change it up without, you know, being too crazy about it. If you want to get your hands on it, it's out for the PlayStation 4 right now. Go check it out. Next up, we got a little game called Get Even, developed by The Farm 51, published by Bandai Namco. This dropped for PC, PS4, and Xbox One on June 23rd. This is an FPS-slash-survival-horror-slash-kind-of-narrative-driven game all about a dude who's wearing some big old contraption on his head that lets him travel into people's memories. Heard the story's really good. The action is not so much. You got kind of two different environments you're exploring. One where you're going through people's memories. It's a little more action-oriented. You're visiting all kinds of different places and then the other half is you're in a mental asylum going through all kinds of crazy stuff got a lot of ambient sound in there i'd feel right at home there that's right you would people screaming from all the different cells i've heard that the surround sound and the ambience in that is really fantastic so if any of that tickles your fancy go ahead and check that out like i said it's out now for pc ps4 and xbox one so on the next one this is a quickie and i only say that because it's not getting the best reviews in the world it's valkyria revolution this game was made by Sega. It was originally part of the Valkyria Chronicles set of games, which were just fantastic. One was for the PlayStation 3, the other they made for the Vita. That one I didn't get to play, but I got to watch Valkyria Chronicles, played by my friend all the way through Mr. James. Uh-huh. So this is a running theme, and you're probably all thinking I'm crazy because I seem to have watched people play a lot of games uh-huh. in my life. Well, yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've grown up around gaming friends, and therefore, as most gamers would know, hey, man, sometimes you come over to the Mountain Dew and Doritos and you watch a buddy play. Heck yeah, man. 
Valkyria Revolution, it's an alternate timeline from the others. They get rid of the cell-shaded graphics, and yeah, I know, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why would you get rid of those beautiful cell-shaded graphics? Yeah. It makes no sense. They went to 3D models. They also steered away from the strategic RPG elements and went more in favor of the action RPG. <sighs> it's unfortunate. It was released June 27th on the Xbox One, PS4, and the Vita. The game overall has you, you know, doing much like you did in the other ones, which you're a military organization and you're out trying to stop the opposite country. Nothing too fancy. Like I said, out in the world, it's not doing so hot, but by saying not so hot, I mean like sixes. It seems to be where it's averaging, so... So fairly average scores. Yeah, it's average. If you're in love with Valkyria Chronicles and really just want to step into this world, even though it's an alternate timeline, maybe pick it up, but I would warn you to be cautious. Maybe watch a couple videos or Let's Plays on it and see if it's something that you want to hop into. Next up, we got the PS4 release of Elite Dangerous, which has been out on PC and Xbox One for a little while. The PS4 version just dropped right now. People are saying this might be the most definitive version of it as far as the console experience goes. This did drop on the 27th of June, developed and published by Frontier Entertainment. Going to talk all about it later in the topics, so stay tuned for that. Last but not least, we've got Ever Oasis. This was released on the 3DS, developed by Grezzo and published by Nintendo. This one came out June 23rd, but... But I wanted to make sure we got it in here real quick. It's a Zelda-esque town-building game. The main character, you're a little young seedling guy, and you're out in these deserts, and you have to build a town. And you're able to create these trees that have water, blah, 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 can sustain life. And so you start building your little town, and then you got to draw other individuals in to want to set up shop and do things for you. These people that you draw in can also become your teammates. And everyone's got unique abilities, which can help you, A, build your town, and B, go into dungeons, etc., and solve puzzles, find new treasures, defeat bosses, all that good stuff. So you've got a little bit of Zelda in there, you know, up on the top of the world. You're just exploring around, beating up baddies, and finding new stuff to make your town better. But then you can also go down to the dungeons, which are, you know, more your classical RPG type, where you get to up to three party members. And like I said, they can have different skills. So you'll see, like, a little hole in the wall, right? You got one guy who can turn into a little acorn, go up through the hole, come out on the other end, boom, get a treasure chest. If you don't have him, that's no big deal, because you can instantly pop out of the dungeon, go get your teammate who can do that, get back in there, and then resume. Wow, nice. So it sets the stage for all sorts of awesome puzzle-finding, puzzle-action skills. You know, you got to really rack your brain they start you off easy the first few dungeons are relatively simple no big deal and then of course as with all these games it usually it ramps right on up into some very complex rewarding you know dungeons if you want to put the time into it word on the streets about a 30 hour game but you can go much farther because there's side quest galore if you're into that old world building slash rpg kind of type of thing this game's for you it's been reviewed very well across the board being that's a 3ds title you know it's kind of in its own little niche now, wait, now that you said that, let me interrupt real quick. Is this a new 3DS exclusive title, or is this a regular? It did not state it was a new 3DS. It simply said 3DS. Sweet, because that sounds really awesome. Yeah. I really want to try it. I that. know, and that's why I wanted to bring it up uh-huh. today, was because I was like, wow, I want this game, damn it. <laughs> How did I miss this? How did it just get released, and I never heard a word about this? For anyone interested in that, please go check this out. It seems to be a sleeper hit because I never heard a word about it until I did some digging just this evening. Now let's roll up into the topics. Number five. First up this week, we got a little quickie. 
because it's Games Done Quick. They just finished up their big summer fundraising charity event. If you don't know what Games Done Quick is, it's a biannual charity gaming marathon. They play through all kinds of games, all kinds of speed runs of classic games, new games, all kinds of games that people have been working on the speed runs for, people have been mastering. So if you watch these streams, you can really see how people are either breaking the game or legitimately studying the game and figuring out the best ways to go through it. Really amazing stuff. If you've never seen it, I would definitely recommend hitting up their YouTube page, which is Games Done Quick, and finding your favorite game and then seeing all the crazy details, all the crazy stuff that these people go through to really master the game. RPGs done in under 10 hours instead of 40. Action games done in like 20 minutes instead of an hour. Really crazy stuff here. When speedruns first started coming out, they were kind of this weird thing you would see on YouTube with no commentary, no anything. You'd just watch it and not understand how it works. But games done quick. While they're doing the big giant stream, they've got the streamers right there. They've got backup people. They're explaining what they're doing, how they're doing it, why they're doing it. So it's a lot more accessible than the original speedruns used to be. The one that really caught my eye over the summer event was Final Fantasy VII, which got done in, I think, 7 hours and about 45 minutes. So if you've ever played that game, you know how impressive that is. When I started watching it, the thing that I really liked about it was they seem to be doing it pretty much legit. I've seen some other speedruns where it's done in 2 hours, but they're using, like, hacked saves. You die here and then load up a different save from later in the game, but it's already messed up, so you're dead, so it thinks that you did it already, which is kind of the cool thing about this event is you see glitchy hacked runs that do it real quick or you find like legitimate runs like this Final Fantasy 7 one but the really impressive thing about this is that they figured out how to avoid random encounters on each screen they figured out that it's based on your amount of steps inside the screen versus how many encounters you'll get when you'll get them and what type of encounters you'll get so they figured out that if you you know if you're walking at a certain angle when the new screen pops up you take a certain number of steps this way it'll give you like a pincer attack or a preemptive strike so you can run away from the battle immediately. Each screen of the game they have to remember to go this way, take this certain number of steps etc etc. I see you shaking your head because it's it's this crazy undertaking That's mind boggling. Yeah. That's ridiculousness it's, it's awesome but watching it in action. We go here, we open this chest to get this item. Once we're in town we sell it real quick to buy grenades because grenades are the fastest way to kill enemies early on in the game. It's just this giant ball of all these tiny details remembering them all for every screen of the game. I was just blown away. Plus, the three guys who are, you know, talking over it really do a good job of explaining what's going on in every unique scenario that they're going through in the game. I'm definitely going to want to check that out because I'm very interested to see what their materia setup is, oh, yeah. which ones are most effective and what how they uh, level them up and whatnot throughout the whole run-through. I watched the first couple of hours, and even then it was, you know, okay, we're in this screen, so we pop out this these materias. We know this boss fight's coming up. So, you know, they're doing it all quick, muscle memory style. So it's just mm-hmm. open up. That came off cloud. That's off Tifa. This is on Barrett. This is on Aeris. So that's going to be a nice sit down, relax while I'm doing something else and watch through that one. For sure. Number four. Hey, everybody. Guess who it is? It's me, Horizon, again. <laughs> Boo. Go away. We've heard yeah, about you 10,000 no, times already. It'll never go away. So <laughs> Horizon updated one... with a patch that fixed one texture on a wall, so I'm going to talk about that for 45 minutes. That's right. Hey, because <laughs> if I can't say it enough, then I can't say it enough. Play Horizon. 
The patch 1.30 was just released, and it comes with a new game plus. And in the new game plus, obviously, as everybody knows, allows you to play with your existing gear and go through another playthrough. Not only did they add that, but they also added the ability to add face paint to Aloy and allow you to change up your focus. Nothing too big on that, but still awesome. Now, what they did add, which I was sad about, is ultra hard mode. If they had had ultra hard mode from the word go, I would have played through in ultra hard mode. What they did with this was they obviously improved the AI a bit, make it so you don't have natural health regen as much, a little bit harder to stay alive, a couple other things just to make the game a little bit tougher. And to wrap it up, they added two new trophies, one for playing through new game plus mode, and the second for beating it on ultra hard mode. Of course. I platinum this damn game, and I won all the trophies. Uh-huh. So I'm in a predicament because now I have to go back and play it again. And of course, as we all know, my time is precious. Time is money, friend. That's right. And now I have to figure out when I can fit this in. But if you're just stepping into this game, now you got New Game Plus to play through if you beat it first time through, or just be a man about it, or a a woman, and go play Ultra Hard Mode, because that's the way real people play. That's right. Suckers! (laughs) I got a quick fire one, and I'm tagging on with my Horizon Zero Dawn one since you booed me off the stage. What? What? Boo! Double boo! (sighs) Go away! We don't want you anymore! (laughs) So... Diablo 3 had a new expansion called The Rise of the Necromancer. June 27th, this was released, of course, for all the systems, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. It added some new areas to the adventure modes, but those are free for everyone. So you're paying your 15 bucks, I think it is, for the Necromancer himself or herself, whichever side you choose, because obviously it's with all the Nephilim, you can be male or female. From all accounts, it is worth it 100%. The Necromancer is in top form. You get to go around doing everything you've remembered if you've ever played Diablo 2, and that you can raise giant armies up with minions, skeletons, the actual dead themselves. They come in their current form. Oh, nice. Yes, you got your undead, you got your bones, and then now they've apparently they've got some sort of tanky form where you're ripping the bones right out of baddies and then using it to armor yourself. Nice. Mm-hmm. Very dynamic and different from some of the other classes because you have a secondary pool essence, but your main focus is corpses. So unlike the other characters where you're just watching your mana or whatever, Mm. in this one, you're looking around to strategically place yourself by as many corpses as possible to use them for corpse explosions, raising minions, etc., etc. Nice. So it just adds that new thought process to your gameplay and where you're putting yourself, how many are dead, what you need to do to get the essence back to keep making more undead. I'm very interested to get my hands on this one. I've been debating whether to get it or not because the game is five over five years old now. Jesus Christ, is it really five years old? Yes. Holy yes. smokes. I, I've played it for years. I love it to death, but I've played it to death as well. Yeah. So as much as I love the Necromancer, I've been on the fence whether or not to get him. I do have some money in the Battle.net account, so I'm like, ah, man, should I pick this up or not? Everybody and everything is telling me to pick it up. I don't know. God bless. All I know. You don't have enough time to play the games you got now. <laughs> I know, right? Just go back through with a new character in some old game. I know. But if you're interested, it's only $15. It looks phenomenal. It looks like a great time. If you miss the Necromancer, they did him or her justice, and you will not regret the purchase. Number three. Next up, like I promised you guys in the releases, talking a little bit more about Elite Dangerous, which did just drop on PS4. This has been out for PC and Xbox One for a while, so a lot of the stuff that I'm going to say now is related to the 
current edition of the game versus when it first launched. The current edition of the game, from all sources that I've seen, is that this is basically the game that everybody wanted No Man's Sky to be when it launched. It's a total crazy big open world, open galaxy. Everyone's been saying it's a one-to-one recreation of the Milky Way, so you got billions of star systems you can go check out. Space exploration, trading, combat, it's got all the stuff that people wanted in No Man's Sky. If you wanted all that stuff from No Man's Sky and didn't get it and were really disappointed, you can drop that money on Elite Dangerous right now and get that exact game. And plus, it's even more beautiful than No Man's Sky was. It's got a whole different graphic style, obviously, but everything looks super detailed, absolutely gorgeous. There is no big overarching story mode in this one, but this one's got full factions, it's got missions, it's got, you know, reputations you can get with the factions. It's got all kinds of side quests. It's got a whole trading and economy system. So if you jump in this game and you just want to be a trader, you want to go buy goods in Alpha Centauri and deliver them to Schneebitz Prime, you can do that. If you want to become a crazy pirate hunter or a pirate yourself, you can do that. It's a total big, just giant, open world, open galaxy. In the same vein as Eve, right? There's a lot of parallels between this and Eve Online, which I'll get into just a little bit later. Because, I mean, there's the good ones, which we just said, and then there's some bad ones, too. Now, you can play this either totally solo, going around the galaxy all by yourself, or you can pop into an open play mode where it's you and every other player in the game in this open galaxy. Good stuff. You can team up with a bunch of people. You can see all kinds of other buddies running around out there doing exactly what you're doing. Of course, there's going to be some bad there, because if you're a little starter Jones and you're trying to take some tobacco from Schnabitz Prime to Alpha Centauri, and, oh, here comes big badass Johnny with his upgraded ship and says, hey, drop all your cargo or I'm going to blow you up. Well, you got no choice now. Either drop all your cargo and maybe get blown up anyway, try to fight them, get yourself destroyed. It makes it a, you know, an actual living galaxy. There's risks involved, which there is in Solo anyway, because it's full of all these factions, all these ships. You know, you can warp into a place you're not supposed to be, and, oh, well, it's a violent system, you're going to be in trouble. So what you're telling me, Matt, basically in this game, is that uh, before you ever venture out, quick pro tip from your pro tip man, Eric, here, load your little rinky-dink ship with explosives, and then add a little tobacco to go trade with. And if you're encountered along the way and they're like, give us all your tobacco or we're going to blow you up, you just laugh and you go kamikaze straight into their ship and blow up their giant stupid ship that took them months to get the money for. And who cares? You just lost a little turtle ship. Possibly. Possibly. Because because the whole thing is you basically have your ship and what it is. So if you build up to a giant super death freighter, blah, 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 and you lose it, and if you don't have good enough insurance on your ship, it'll drop you back down to the starting ship and you'll have to start all over. There is a lot of risk-reward here. You want to be going out and exploring, but you don't want to go too far. You really want to be building up your ship, building up your credits to improve your ship. So now we've got solo play, we've got open play. They've also added the CQC arena. If you just want to have a dogfight and fight people, you can go into that, but it doesn't take anything from your quote finger story mode progress. It's its own encapsulated microcosm of the game. You have a base ship that you start with. You can level up, get new equipment, get new ships. I'm pretty sure you can jump in there with high level players and get your butt kicked, but you don't lose your overall progress. It's its own thing. Nice little way to get your feet wet in the combat. Now, like I've said, this has been out for a while and they've had a whole season of upgrades, which I believe are all in the PS4 version. Not 100% sure on that, but they've said that the Horizons expansion. Hey, Horizon, you're going to love it. Oh, I know, right? But those expansions have added stuff like planetary landings, ground vehicles, synthesis, looting and crafting, passenger missions, ship-launched fighters, a character creator, co-op multi-crew support, Now, with all that good stuff said, 
going to jump into the bad stuff because, like you said, it has a lot of comparisons to EVE because this is a very, very complicated game and it doesn't have a ton of tutorials to tell you exactly what you need to be doing and how to do it. I think it's got some, you know, initial ship controls, how to land a ship, how to fly a ship, how to dock with a space station. But if you want to get the most out of this game, everyone's been saying you need to read wikis, you need to read forums, you need to watch YouTube playthroughs and figure out how to do all these cool things. Not necessarily where to go to do it, but like how to do it. You go here, you buy this, you take it over here, here's what the symbols mean on the galaxy map. You need to put in a lot of time to get the most out of it, but I feel like I compared it to No Man's Sky a lot, which everyone hated, but I really enjoyed because it was just, you dropped in, do whatever you want to do. It sounds like that's what this is, too. If you dropped in, you just want to fly around, maybe take some missions, maybe deliver some cargo, maybe shoot up some pirates. Do what you want to do. Pick your poison on this one. Seems like a really good, fun space exploration combat trading game. Go check out some videos. Go check out some people's explanations of how deep the systems are. See if this is for you. It looks like it will be for me. Maybe I'll pick it up once it's got a little bit of a price drop just so I can fly around in an absolutely gorgeous galaxy in my free time. Number two. So rolling in here with Castlevania Season 1 on Netflix. That's not a game. What the hell, Eric? Come on. This is about gaming. It is about gaming, and I don't care because you know what? It's rare that you see a show, movie, anything related to gaming done well. That's true. And with that said, this was done very well, if extremely short, because they're lining up for a Season 2 and only had four episodes in the season one, which are currently available on Netflix as we speak. Now you're thinking, what? Castlevania, huh? Yes, this is Castlevania, but it is based off Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which was for the Nintendo. The executive producer, showrunner, was Adi Shankar, the same guy who did the Power Ranger and Punisher Dirty Laundry shorts. With that being said, you can imagine it's got grit to it, it's got some blood, it's got what you would expect in a Castlevania. And it was also written by Warren Ellis. Apparently he's known for doing a lot of nihilistic science fiction and black dark humor. Okay. Hmm, what's that sound like? That sounds like it fit pretty darn well in a Castlevania. And it does shine through. There's several scenes in this where you can tell the humor is just really brutal and just not for children. Let me just state that right real quick. <laughs> this show is for adults. It's got blood and gore. It's got, you know, a few F-bombs, some swearing. It's not it's not everywhere, but it's in there enough to where you go, oh, hey, what just happened? All right. <laughs> And what I like about this is it starts off with Dracula. What he's up to, of course, he meets Lisa, and then she's burned at the stake for being a witch, hence Dracula's curse. He curses all the people of Wallachia, whatever the hell you want to call that kingdom, and says he's going to murder them in a year if they don't all leave. Well, no one leaves. He murders them, and then starts to spread out across the countryside to keep murdering them. Hence, your heroes. You get Trevor, you get Sifa, and you get Alucard. Now, some of you who know what I'm talking about are like, wait a minute, where's Grant Dynasty? He's not in this one, unfortunately. I personally love the Noble Thief myself, and I played him quite extensively when I played through Dracula's Curse. So I guess that makes me even more of a pro, because from what I've read, he was the least used, most hated character in Dracula's Curse. I had no problem playing with Grant, because I could stay in the back, hang out, throw the knives, jump on the walls, climb over several baddies, mm-hmm. take my time. And I think that's maybe why a lot of people hated him was because, you know, you had to you had to relax, look at what you're doing, pay attention. Yeah. Whereas with obviously Trevor, you're just going at the whip, boom, brutal, mm-hmm. hardcore, doing high damage. Alucard was useful in certain scenarios with his fireballs and Sifa, I thought she was useless, but 
hey, what do I know? <laughs> but anyway, back to the show. You meet up with Sifa in a way, find out who is going, what's going on. Then, of course, you end up meeting Alucard, but that's in the final episode. Oh, okay. So this entire four-little-episode season is all just about forming the team. You learn why Dracula went crazy and decided to kill everybody, and then you form the team to go stop Dracula, and that's where it ends. And that's my only disappointment. You just get a taste of some of the minions that Dracula has at his disposal. You just get the team together, and they start to show you what they're capable of in a couple very well-drawn and done fighting scenes. And you're like, I want more. I just want more. And it ends. I'm not a big fan of cliffhangers like that. I know it's there to go, oh, yep, you're interested, you're suckered in, you're going to be ranting and raving to get more, and that's what we want, so you'll come back, and then they get money, etc. But it's very well done. The artwork is very well done. I like, uh, they pulled in a lot of big-name actors for the voiceovers. The emotion in them is spot on. You really just feel what the different characters are all about. I cannot wait to find out when season two actually is going to come out, so I'll be there day one. If you guys haven't checked this out, I recommend you do so if you have Netflix. It's only four episodes. They're about 30 minutes each. So you're talking a couple hours time and bada bing, bada boom. Number one. And now, last but not least, we're going to take you back to the past. Please don't sue us, James Rolfe. I did it. I've done it again. I do it all the time. I probably (laughs) will. But yeah, we're talking about the SNES Classic. Everyone went nuts for the NES Classic Edition, so they're stepping it up to the Super Nintendo. This is going to be dropping on the 29th of September this year for about $79.99, I believe. And just run through the games included real quick, which are Contra 3 The Alien Wars, Donkey Kong Country, Earthbound, Final Fantasy 3, F-Zero, Kirby Superstar, Kirby's Dream Course, The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2, which has never been released, Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting, Super Castlevania 4, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario RPG, Legend of the Seven Stars, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, Super Punch-Out, and Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island. Some of the best games ever made, I think, in that Super category. We've got three of my favorites of all time in Metroid, Punch-Out, and Mario RPG, plus Earthbound and Final Fantasy 3. That's that's my whole childhood. That in itself is all you could ever need but then they yeah. got contra 3 super castlevania 4 which i've just told you all the castlevanias are amazing yeah f0 oh my goodness link to the past ah this list matt this list has me so much more jazzed and hyped than the classic nes one did oh yeah, and yeah. i was super stoked for that mm. and of course couldn't get it because no one could get it that's true because they only made a freaking couple million copies of the dang thing mm-hmm This one, and unfortunately, this one they're only making through the holiday season. So it's going to be another limited run. They said they're intending to get a lot more than they did out with the previous one. Mm -hmm. But it is only running from September 29th through the end of the holiday season. And then it's gone. So you can bet your rear end that you're going to have scalpers, everybody buying these things up anywhere and everywhere they can get them. And then reselling them at outrageous prices via eBay, etc., etc. Although the one thing that I did hear recently is that... Since it hasn't been released yet, eBay is not going to allow any kind of pre-release scalping. So if you put it up and the item's not out yet, they're going to be shutting down those auctions. You don't have to worry about that. Plus, I don't think even pre-orders have actually opened yet. A couple good moves. They're making more. Hopefully, it'll be a little better of a situation than the NES Classic was, but... Another upgrade from this one, Matt, is they've got two controllers instead of just one. Yeah, that's true. Which the Nintendo had. So this time around, 
Obviously, a couple of the games that are multiplayer, well, bada-bing, bada-boom, you got the two controllers. Mm. You can play multiplayer, no problem. However, a big complaint from the original was that the cords were extremely short yeah. and had it so you could only be right up on the, t- the system to play. Although that's flashback too, man. I mean, when I you were know, a little kid, really you'd is. sit right up there with your eyes right up against the screen and get yelled at by your parents for it. But they know darn well most of the people interested in this are going to be adults, yeah. and adults don't want to sit right three feet away from the TV. So hopefully... <laughs> They heard everybody's outcry with the last one and have the cords a little bit longer this time around. I didn't get my hands on the first one. I'm not going to pay extra for it, so basically that one's out of the game. But this one, for $79.99, I don't think I can resist because the games on here are all good. Mm. Every last one of them's a good, solid game. And I would argue that besides maybe Breath of Fire 2 and Chrono Trigger, I don't know of any other games that I would care to see on this thing. Other than the Breath of Fire's 1 and 2 for me, and Chrono Trigger, the only one for me would be Final Fantasy 2. And while Final Fantasy 3 is one of my favorite RPGs of all time, so I will say it's better in every way than Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 2 is really my introduction to RPGs. I mean, you know, I played Final Fantasy 1, but 2 was where it was at. So for me, that that would be the one that I would like. But like you said, there's so many damn good games on this thing, and for only $79.99, which is probably what you're going to pay for a copy of Final Fantasy 3 or Earthbound, if not way more, it's just too good of a deal to pass up. My only thing is that I have my Super Nintendo and a lot of these games stored away, so if I really wanted to play it, I could bust it out, but I can just have it all in this compact little in case. one tiny little compact case. And I can just have it sitting out here and not have to swap out cartridges at all. Mm-hmm. It's just, boom, it's right there by the TV. I feel like playing some Super Metroid today. And of course, Bam. it utilizes an HDMI cord mm-hmm. instead of the old classical crap, which no one wants hanging from their TV anymore. <laughs> It'd be so much easier just to say, oh, I want to play the Super Nintendo Classic today. Pop HDMI cord out of your PlayStation or whatever system and pop right into that. Or just pop it into your like $5 HDMI splitter and just bing. There, it's just oh, hooked up God. forever. Oh, my God. Wow. There mm-hmm. it is. Jeesh. <laughs> and imagine this. Hey, dude, come on over. Let's pop in some Contra 3. Oh, dude, hell yeah. Drink some beers and rock that out. Oh, my gosh. I'd put the little Jolly Ranchers in a Mountain Dew like I used to do when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Eat some Cool Ranch Doritos. Oh, man, taking me right back to the 90s. Woo! Heck yeah. Or be like, hey man, let's play some Street Fighter. And you'd be like, what's uh, oh. what's our button? Yeah, what's I don't our know. What's, button? Uh, oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, wait. I got to change the buttons around to the way I changed them around when I was a kid. Hey, wait, hold up. No, don't go in yet. Oh, geez. I don't oh, know how to do anything you, now. Why are you out? You can be. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Everybody knows you just get Blanca and sit in the corner. <laughs> well, I just get Ryu and throw a fireball at you. That's true. I'll just get E Honda. So, whatever. Facepalm you 50,000 times. Well, I'll just play whoever it is and try and counter that. See? This is why this is why yeah. it's good. <laughs> you don't even have to buy an extra controller. It's just, it's all right there. You know, you don't have to blow in a little game cart because the connections are all screwy. It's going to be amazing. The more we talk about it, the more excited I am for it. Mega Man X times. Getting all those power-ups, making my suit look bad, man, pajama. Mm-hmm. Playing through Super Mario RPG and conducting your own little symphonies on the little tadpole thing. Just completely your own ending to this whole thing and I made the perfect one and it's still saved somewhere on that cart that I've got stored away in that tote but now I can do it all over again mm-hmm. man fantastic and why wouldn't you want to because that game was amazing mm-hmm. and like you said it's values right there because that game wasn't you know, super popular because it came at the end of the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton made. So trying to find that now I bet you you're going to pay at least 50 bucks just for that if not more. Oh absolutely yeah. And that's just one game. Ah it's such mm-hmm. a good deal. I would urge everyone that's 
even remotely interested to probably go pick one up because even if you change your mind, you could just be one of those scalpers and just go like on eBay and sell it for 30, 40 bucks more than you bought it for. Or you could sell it on Craigslist and be like, hey, meet up for $300. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. And I could meet up and punch you in the face and say, you're a dick. Take it. Don't do that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm very interested. I don't know how it's going to go yet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk to the boss. We'll see about it. Is there anybody out there who is interested to take a peek, keep track, maybe pick one up for Christmas for either yourself, your children, some family member? Because I can promise you there's someone in your life who would love to have this for Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, if there's no one in your life that would love it, I would love it. Some, I would to love me, it. Care of Third yeah. Shift right here. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, we know when it's going to be dropping, but I don't think pre-orders have opened yet. If you look on the official site, it says retailer info coming soon. Before we finalize and end that, just wanted to throw a shout out. Remember, Star Fox 2 is also on this. Yeah. And Star Fox 2 has never been released. So the only people who have been able to play this are people who hacked onto some weird com of it. Or the people who actually made it. So this is going to be your one-time opportunity to play it. I think you can find ROMs of it, but then you're going into, you know, shady black market stuff. Exactly. Plus, it may not be the best form of that game, whereas this is going to be, you know, Nintendo putting it together and releasing it for you to play. So this is going to be what they wanted you to play. So yes, everything's fantastic. This whole thing's fantastic. (laughs) Holy crap. It's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I originally wasn't excited, but then the more I thought about it, the more I looked at it. The more I want it, just sitting here, right next to my PS4 controller, right up on top of my entertainment center. And just look at that beautiful, beautiful Super Nintendo controller. Oh, mm-hmm. man. The cheese old peach. So many good times with that thing. Uh-huh. All right, no more gushing. That's it. Goodness oh, come gracious. On. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Other than that, I think it's time to wrap it up. I do believe it is time, man. Imposters Wrap Up. So as we always say in the intro, this podcast is brought to you under the Third Shift Network. So if you guys got any questions for us, any topics you want us to talk about, any suggestions, or you just want to say hi, you can do that via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. And we also have a Patreon set up. We treat it like a tip jar. You can throw in a buck, 50 cents, five bucks, whatever you feel is appropriate. If you enjoyed what you heard and said, hey, these guys are worth a dollar, We'd appreciate it very much. just helps keep the show running, keep us motivated, all that good stuff. To any of you and all of you who already have donated or still donate, we appreciate it very much. Yes, you guys we do. are the best. And we're just super motivated to keep rolling because we know you guys like what we're doing. So if that's something you're interested in, head on over there. Throw us a buck. If you can't throw us a buck, as Matt already said, throw us a suggestion, throw us a rating, throw us a mailbag question of some kind. Whatever it is you want to do, we just love participation in general. And of course, this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday, so we'll be back in your ear holes on the 25th of July for our very next episode, and you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. Like Eric said, please give us a rating and a review on any one of those services, because it helps us out, and we really do appreciate it. Rating us on the iTunes is very important. Uh, Remember, five stars, five stars, five stars. See, you're already going space. Pirate with some Elite Dangerous right there, man. That's right. I thought I'd bring it back in. Bada <laughs> bing, bada boom. Five star ratings help us out. Makes us bigger, better, awesomer. That's not even a word, but I'm going to use it because I can. So yes, rate us on iTunes. Get our name in there. Get more people listening to us because that makes us feel even better about ourselves. And of course helps you guys out because then more people are listening, are more motivated to keep on trucking. And with that, unless you've got anything else, Eric, I'm just going to say... Don't Don't forget forget to to save. save!